Welcome to the Dr. Ramina Panjwani Show, where we're optimizing wellness together. I am your host, Dr. Ramina. Before we get into today's episode, I want to mention a quick word on one of my partners, Astoria Athletic Wear. It's a woman-owned athletic clothing brand that is affordable and comfortable. For all of my listeners, use the code Dr. Ravina 15 That's D-R-R-E-M-I-N-A-15 for a 15% off on your purchase. And now, I will introduce our guest for today's show. Laura Martinez has a rich background in behavioral neuroscience from Texas A&M. She is a licensed chemical dependency counselor, and she directed a psychoneuroplasticity center in Texas for eight years, contributing significantly to the understanding of chemical dependency. Laura is a multifaceted professional. She seamlessly merges her role as a neuroscientist, therapist, shamanic spiritual healer, author, speaker, and meditation guide. By drawing on her scientific training and expertise in psychoneurological issues, she's able to help many people in her sessions. She also co-authored the groundbreaking textbook, Psychoneuroplasticity Protocols in Addiction with Dr. Frank Lawless, as well as Nature and Animal Rituals. Welcome everyone. I am so excited to have Laura Martinez here. I I'm so thrilled you're here and we finally get to talk. We have such an exciting conversation built up today. And I just want to start off with when we first met, I just know our energies just clicked. Like they did. We just connect right away. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so I know we're going to do some exciting work. Um, of course, the first one coming up is this Sunday. So thrilled about yes, that. But I can't even wait. more together. I know. So you know, let's just cap off. Let's just give a sneak preview of what this episode is coming up with so we can pique everyone's interest. We're going to connect. Actually, they're already connected, but we're going to talk about neuroscience, functional medicine, holistic wellness, and shamanism, how they all cross paths. And, you know, what's so great is we both actually started out training in Western medicine in that aspect what western science let's say western science and we found there are some parts i would say of conventional medicine that doesn't necessarily capture everyone the way they should be right human beings are so complex so right and i think this is where we see our fields shine and see such an impact to help people thrive and be optimal So I think, you know, let's just break it down from the beginning. The brain, it's so complex anyway. So neuroscience being your expertise anyways, we could just break down the area of the brain. You've done some studies and there's so much research out there also with the effects of addiction and mental health um, and the effects and patterns that you see in the brain as well as behaviors. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So thank you for having me on. I really appreciate the time and the space. And um, I do just want to say whenever we first met, I was like, this is a woman who totally gets it. She is awake to what I have been studying in this field for so long. And it's just, she's just such a breath of fresh air. So I just (laughs) wanted to say that. Um, But yeah. So, um, you know, I used to work for a treatment facility for about eight years. And during my time there, 
I was able to get real life experience of what it's like to merge neuroscience and spiritual practices. And we have done, me and Dr. Frank Lawless, um, if you haven't heard of him, he is a genius in the field. Um, a lot of people know him from the Dr. Phil show, um, but he is just incredible and he's gifted at being able to see into the future and what we need. And um, him and I have started doing some neuroscience research on brainwave activity and how healing it can be when somebody is allowing themselves to tune into a certain brainwave. Um, and so we have been looking at brainwave function. And part of my job as a therapist is to bring people into a state of wellness. And when I do that with my shamanism background, I like taking people into altered states of consciousness. And what we know is whenever we go into an altered state of consciousness, our brain function changes. And the way that you can induce an altered state of consciousness is by drumming. So hearing a drum beat consecutively, it gets us into the theta brainwave area. And whenever we're in the theta brainwave area, it allows us to open up to more creativity and therefore a lot more healing. And so uh, Dr. Lawless and I have been doing studies on a device he actually invented called the bioacoustical utilization device, um, BOD for short, B-A-U-D. And the BOD is a device that has all brainwaves on them. Uh, high beta, beta, alpha, theta, gamma, delta, mm -hmm. all of the brain waves. And we help people change their mentality and, and thoughts with sound. That's amazing. Okay. So I want you to <laughs> slow down and just soak in how amazing that is, how advanced that is. You could track with science real time and see the changes in brain waves. I mean, that's fascinating. And that shows you in real time when the emotions, the inhibitory, excitatory um, neurotransmitters, like the chemical messengers, the happy and the sad uh, feelings, you could see how that correlates in real time. And then having those modalities, right? And I mean, just imagine that. So if you're always anxious, you can see the changes in the brainwave and then use one of the modalities, be it breath work, drumming, um, meditation, whatever relaxes you. Nature. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. It <laughs> okay. is. I love it. I nerd out on it. <laughs> I love it. I have goosebumps because you understand how incredible this is. We used to have um, at the treatment facility we worked at, we used to have a before a pre and post uh, document that they would, you know, go through and it would talk about their anxiety, their depression. And girl, in 30 minutes, having a session of changing their brain function by changing their brain waves they would feel remarkably better. I think whenever we were doing the research, it was like 89% of the people who would come in had such a large gap in how they would feel. And the really cool part about all of this is we can teach people to do this themselves. 
They're not dependent on the practitioner. They're not dependent on the therapist. I always say this to my clients because now I'm in private practice. I say, I want to work myself out of a job, right? (laughs) I want us to, you know, the really cool spots in therapy is whenever someone comes in and they're like, you know, I, life is really good. Like, I don't know if there's anything else I can process at this point. And, you know, some people say that and there might be some delusional thinking there, like, okay, there's plenty of stuff going on, but the clients I've been working with for a long time, they truly get into the spot where they feel so good and happy and joyful and peaceful. And so I know that brainwave function and allowing ourselves to heal on this level, it totally impacts mental health. There's no doubt. Absolutely. And I wanted to take that a step further too. So typically, traditionally in conventional medicine, the go-to standard bandage approach is going to be an antidepressant. And maybe you may get some CBT, right? Cognitive behavioral therapy, but that's it, right? And there's so much more complexity that goes into mental health that is labeled as mental health, but what's the root cause, right? What are you getting into? It's so many impactful toxins, you could say, um, lifestyle, what you're eating. If you're eating an inflammatory diet, it's going to inflame everything, including your brain, right? I mean, if you're going to eat a standard American diet, you eventually lead down to metabolic syndrome, right? Like diabetes. So if you, what you're eating, putting into your body causes you to have those supposedly acceptable chronic diseases, but then you ignore mental illness, it doesn't make sense. But now, It's amazing how even conventional medicine is starting to put out data, right? And so when you say there's such a change and an increased positive percentage, there's, um, you know, I briefly had mentioned uh, earlier about Harvard, right? Harvard, Ivy League school, one of the top psychiatrists uh, over there. Dr. Palmer, he was putting out information. I mean, this is a meta-analysis. So if those of you sciencey people, we're talking about high-end um, data, meta-analysis. That's like robust data. So if you are conventional and you don't believe this, this is data that you're talking about from Harvard. And so it tells you all the things that we've been practicing and bridged together in this realm, that even starting with lifestyle modalities, sleeping, eating, an anti-inflammatory diet, um, you know, sometimes ketogenic can be very um, helpful if done correctly for mental health. And, you know, of course, exercising, being around community and getting through the work. So if you optimize all those components, as well as be prepared to do the work internally, then you're setting yourself up to fight through that mental illness. And there was the the information was so amazing, where there are non-responders with the standard, you know, SSRIs and other antidepressants. They're non-responders. So for years, you're accepting and maybe you're feeling the side effects of medications, especially if it's not working for you. And you may hit rock bottom, right? Or maybe you never come get to root cause of your underlying trauma. So there's something else that needs to happen. And that's where these different modalities come in. And it goes back into if you are having some sort of underlying trauma, whether it's the big trauma, um, you know, sexual abuse, or the smaller traumas that build up the micro traumas, like maybe environment, um, things that you saw as a child, uh, whatever the case is, they build up, right, and present into adulthood. And you 
do amazing work to bring this trauma out and heal it in different ways. And so that's where that altered state comes in. There's a, a, a moment where your brain allows you to work through it. And that's so beautiful, right? <laughs> yes. Oh, you're, you're getting me emotional. Like I'm getting emotional because it's such a tender um, space to be in with a client. And um, whenever they go into that space, you can tell their brain is shifting into trauma brain and being deliberately safe in those moments is so important because they're going into this avenue of their brain that a lot of times their brain has hidden. They It's hidden the trauma because our brains are specialized like that. And whenever they're able to speak their truth and speak about what has happened to them and not only speak on it, but go into a subconscious state and be able to heal it. And that trauma no longer has power over them anymore. It is just one of the most beautiful things to watch is somebody heal themselves on that level. And um, I love that you talk about the, um, you know, you're part of the the equation in that integrative medicine that you do um, for people and talking about what are you eating? How are you sleeping? Um, I really think that Dr. Romina, you do personalized medicine for your clients and you understand that it's not like this one size fits all sort of mentality that we do sometimes in medicine but it's more of a, it's almost like a, the way I see things um, whenever I, I work with a patient or a client is I always think about almost like it's a puzzle. Like there's something that's in, there's something out of alignment in their life. What is out of alignment? Because something's going on where they're not living to their highest potential. And so I like to explore the different avenues like sleep and food and um, how much are they laughing or having joy? I, uh, one of my clients, I asked him, I said, when's the last time you like had fun and laughed? And he was like, <laughs> got teary eyed. And he was like, I don't even know. He said, I don't even know. Well, these are approaches that we really need to think about. Absolutely. And having that sense of community, the support of feeling safe, those are all protective, right? I mean, we, we live in a society where people are just becoming so isolated and lonely and it doesn't have to be that way. If you find that community, that also sets off all the good hormones, right? You, you talk about the brain and the section of the brain of just smiling and getting those uh, neurotransmitters to set off. There's so many ways to do that. And what I, what I really um, wanted to also elaborate on is when a person with trauma just, you know, tucks away and shuts down. I mean, that's just the body's normal protective mechanism it's going to shut it down but show up in different ways right it it will show up whether it's symptoms that just seem like headaches or maybe in relationships or even in daily functioning society they show up and so it's important to come to it um and you know in this whole world of different modalities of opening up the trauma when you work with them through the therapy through the sessions and also with uh, the community gatherings, with the meditation, mindfulness, and shamanic methods, all that breaks down a barrier and you work through it, you feel the emotions, and that makes you function even better in all aspects. And for, for those that it's hard to conceptualize, right? So there's two examples I want to kind of bring forth to conceptualize. So, and why it's important 
and to bring the science behind it. So everyone has different neurotransmitters. So you could test for this, right? You could find the data specifically to you biochemistry wise, which hormones neurotransmitters are off. And it shows you as you're doing the modalities, it's like your brain waves. You could see it, right? As you're going through the modalities and changes. So when you are always stressed and fight and flight, you have that cortisol hit, right? And your body doesn't know the difference between actually being attacked. And I like the analogy being chased by a bear, right? You're getting chased by a bear. That's protective. That's important. You want to have the, the autonomic nervous response, the physiological response to fight, right? To survive. But if you have something that you're interpreting repeatedly, whatever it is that's triggering you, that cortisol will be released and it affects your entire body, your mood, your function, your ability to focus, your um, hormones, belly fat, appetite, libido, everything. I mean, you could go on for days for that, but how do you fix it, right? How do you get to root cause, find the trigger? And sometimes people that have been through a lot of trauma need some work to get through and you do a great job. But also what I also, what I also want to bring forth is these days is the psychedelics, right? So specifically, um, ketamine is being big right now. So if you microdose the ketamine, it shuts you down because it hits the NMDA receptors, right? I mean, you're the neuroscience too. You yeah, can hit yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. But like, it tells you where to hit. And so you do reach that altered state of consciousness. And so even if you don't use the psychedelics in medication, you do it through the breath work because you flow in to that parasympathetic response, shut down that cortisol, and you do that through all the amazing community healing modalities that you add. And it was, we were just uh, going through was the drumming, right? The drumming. Yes. I would love you talk about that, how that affects your, your nervous system. Shamanism is the belief that we can heal ourselves. And it is the belief that whenever you are in a session with the practitioner, the practitioner and you are equals in the sense that all the practitioner is doing is helping you connect to yourself. And so shamanism is all about you using nature, using your body, using the breath, using sunlight, using dancing, using physical activity, getting sleep. So shamanism is really rooted in the fact that your body is so intelligent and that you can help it come into heal into healing. Um, another part of shamanism, which is my favorite part, is uh, ritual and ceremony. Uh, ritual and ceremony is a part of giving yourself sacred space to do the deep work. I love going into ceremony with clients because you're making it intentional. And what we know about setting intention in the brain is whenever your brain knows, okay, I'm going to let go of this toxic relationship that I have with my body, or I'm going to uh, proclaim that there's going to be a new part of my life that I'm going to start exercising, or I'm going to um, allow myself to eat healthier. You're proclaiming this and it's almost like it's stamped in the brain because you have a amygdala response. Whenever you have that amygdala response and you have joyous feelings pairing with the intention you can really call that a ceremony of the brain, right? Yeah. You have real time. Um, and whenever I do ceremonies with clients, I always, you talked about community. I always encourage that they invite people in their life that are very special to them so they can witness this ceremony that they're going to do. 
So uh, shamanism is a beautiful, it's a beautiful way to honor the human spirit, but also discuss what's going on in the body, the mind and the spirit that you feel is out of alignment with yourself. And so in shamanism, you have different tools, you have the rattle, you have the drum, um, you have sage, um, you have um, plant medicine. Sometimes you talked about psychedelic um, use that happens in shamanism because it does help you go into an altered state of reality. Um, and then you also have um, heart-centered uh, approaches, right? Um, whenever you're conducting a ceremony or you're with a client, you always want to connect to your heart as the practitioner and give them space in a non-judgmental way and just hold that love space for them, right? So um, the drumming is my favorite. The drum is my favorite shaman tool. And I love it because um, I have been able to make friends with different um, shamans that are doing the work in modern time. And um, my best friend, she her tool is the um, the crystal bowl, the sound bowls. She is yeah. amazing at that. I mean, that is her thing. And so when her and I get together and do our meditation group, we blend the sound bowls with the drumming and people oh have a transcendental experience with both of our okay, We have to do that next. Okay, after Sunday, we got a plan to do that com combination. That sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, it is so, so great. And the drum, what happens, and, and the crystal bowl, but my my thing is the drum, right? It, yeah. it allows you to have a mind-body-spirit connection. It's all of these pieces are coming together. You're listening to the sound of theta brainwave, and you're going into this highly creative space. And so when I take somebody on a shamanic journey, we never know what's going to come up to the surface. Um, another component of shamanism is there's a belief that you have an inner guide or an inner healer, as I call it. And we call it a lot of different things. Some people call that consciousness. Some people call that your inner God, but that inner healer is going to present you with whatever you need to heal from. So some people, I know I could talk about this forever, but I'll No, I'll, I love it. <laughs> I'll, I'll it in a nutshell. Um, some people have um, inner child experience where they are viewing their inner child or they are their inner child themselves and finding this part of them that really needs to heal. The whole purpose of doing this flight of the soul, as we call it, is to help us go into different time and space so we can heal these parts of us that need to heal. Yeah. And sometimes you don't even know where you need the healing, right? And in the right space, you figure it out. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like um, sometimes people don't realize relationship they have with mother and father that maybe has been really toxic and they didn't have really any idea, or maybe there's something inside of them that needs to heal a relationship with a part of themselves, like with their old mm -hmm. self past self. So sometimes we're not aware of the healing that needs to be done because it's so subconscious. Oh, absolutely. Especially as adults, right? It's so hard to turn off the part of the brain and to be constant go, 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 but they show up in life and relationships and how you respond to certain situations, right? You always know that someone has some issues somewhere. The micro traumas are showing up. They got to find what it is in their personality, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I guess yeah. one of the coolest parts too is 
connecting to a higher purpose. And mm-hmm. this can really shed light in the mental health realm, because if you feel like you have a sense of purpose or you feel like you can acknowledge that you are an important being in your life, right, then you have some skin in the game. In other words, you want to live, you want to be here because you have some reason to be here. Absolutely. And it's all connected. The organs, mind, body, and spirit, everything. <laughs> yes. You got to. And everything that goes with it, right? What you surround your environment, the people, the food, the sleep, relaxation, everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah. And I like that you talk about the neurological part of it, right? With the neurotransmitters. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of MTHF, uh, MTHFR, the enzyme in the brain. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's so, I knew. <laughs> We've never talked about this before, but I was yeah. like, I know she's going to know about MTHFR. Um, we, but those of you that don't know, let's let's uh, break it down simply. What is this? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So MTHFR is an enzyme in the brain and it creates the uh, products for us to be happy. So uh, dopamine, uh, norepinephrine, serotonin. And it's basically like if you were to go in the kitchen and you were to take out ingredients to make cookies and let's say cookies are happiness in in this metaphor, okay? And you went into your pantry and you didn't have enough ingredients to make the cookies. Then you can't be to your full extent of happy. Maybe you can only make one or two cookies, right? So MTHFR has been shown to be deficient in some people where people only have a certain, you know, amount of ingredients. And the way that they do the MTHFR test, which is done by a spit test, is they'll show um, your percentage of deficiency. So a low def- a person who um, is low on the deficiency scale might have 90% of their ability to be happy. And some people have 60% and some people have 30. Um, and so when I was working at the treatment center, we started doing um, MTHFR test, right? And we saw that a large majority of these people did not have enough MTHFR. And the reason I'm talking about this is because this is something that is brought up on on birth. This is nothing that they, this is something that may be genetic, but here's the cool part that hasn't been researched yet. I don't think I haven't gone back to look when they started connecting with the wellness, with getting good sleep, physical activity, um, going into altered states of consciousness and doing shamanic work with me, we tested them again, just to make sure. And they had had an increase in their MTHFR. That's brilliant, right? See, that's where you, you blend the Western and Eastern. And that's what I love with like the advanced biochemical testing, the gene testing, you can pinpoint and target exactly what's going on with, with that one person's biochemistry, the neurotransmitter, everything that's going on in their brain, because it's not one size fits all. You can literally test it. And then with that, with the lifestyle, the mind, body, spirit work and show the tracking, the evidence that it is changing, that it is impactful. And that is finally both worlds coming together and enough research coming out to show it too. It's just, it's just amazing. It's going to make people in the in the mental um, uh, illness. Well, I would say in the 
mood world even better in neuroscience and psychiatry and just in general in the world because you want to have the cookie right you want to have a good cookie <laughs> cookie you want to have plenty of cookies <laughs> and so we really can help ourselves um something else is coming to me is the whole uh placebo effect oh yes you know and um, people say oh that's a placebo effect but we're missing the point that that is how powerful your brain is that yeah. it is giving you this certain result based on your belief that it can happen for you. Exactly. And I mean, even in almost that's like a therapeutic relationship too, right? If that's what's working for you and it's not causing harm. <laughs> <laughs> why, yeah. not? why not your belief that you're getting that you are getting better makes you better. I mean, your brain yeah. is so powerful. Absolutely. Well, I think this has been such a great, amazing conversation, hopefully enlightening and inspiring for everyone. And hopefully uh, you get some good cookies, good ones, not the ones that have so much sugar. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, so, you know, of course, we're going to do a couple of more things together. We're going to do more work and events. So stay tuned. I'm excited for that. But for those of y'all that want to find the amazing Laura, the link will be added to the bio below, the description below, and uh, you can find her. She's done so much out there and you can follow her along, along on social media as well as her website. So as we wrap up, um, I don't know, let's see, what's one piece of advice that you can give? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> You know, I, be <laughs> <laughs> I think the one piece of advice that I would give is to not limit yourself, to never feel like you're a limited being. And remember that we've all been programmed to believe certain things and you can reprogram, you can change the program that your brain has and allow yourself to not live with any limits because you are powerful and you are strong and you are enough. And just remind yourself that every day. I love that. And it's so true. Your self-talk, your self-worth is so powerful. Yes, it is. It's the best. It to have the best self-talk is keeps you going. Yes. Well, there you have it. Thank you so much for taking time and giving us your energy and having such a great conversation. I hope everyone enjoyed listening to us and hopefully we'll see y'all soon in person. Yes. Thank you so much for having me on Dr. Romina. Take care. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, share with your friends and family, and of course, subscribe. Thank you so much for your support.